This is the Minimalina podcast. Thanks for being here. This is a magical planet. All right, I am here today with Jackie and Marta, and we are going to be talking about what they do. So Jackie and Marta are an inspirational couple. I think they're a very powerful couple that with little impact on the environment create huge awareness on sustainable living. Uh, you guys promote low waste living, working towards zero waste. You eat a plant-based diet and many, many other things that we're going to be talking about. Um, so Jackie, I met you, I met you Martha, you and Martha in Miami when I was when I was doing the yoga training at Ohana and you were teaching there as well. And for those listening that don't know and don't follow you yet, uh, tell us how you guys met and how your lifestyle started. Um, so we met in, in Mexico, in Baja, California, doing a yoga teacher training. I was doing my 300 hour and Marta was doing her 200 hour teacher training. Um, and I was actually doing my life coach certification too. So I was taking in um, sort of, I was doing like unofficial um, life coach sessions with some of the other people from other groups. I'm not sure this <clears throat> is tough information to give up, but I was his first life coaching client. <laughs> Probably goes against all the rules, but it was just, you know, it was during the, t the testing of your life coaching mm -hmm. skills. So like, yeah, you yeah. did good. <laughs> Um, and then it was only shortly after that we I moved to Miami. I left Connecticut and moved to Miami, and then Jackie started working at Ohana, and then and then you guys then met. You met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was very shortly after that, um, and it feels like a lifetime ago because of how much has changed in the past two years. It's Absolutely. been a lot. Yeah, I mean, we met when I was pregnant, and now my kid is like running and talking already. So for me, it also feels like it's it was a really long time ago. And um, how did you guys uh, kind of fell into this kind of lifestyle? Was it like a mutual thing, or was somebody like inspiring more the other person, or how how did you jump into this? It definitely started with Jackie. Um, when I mean, he grew up on the coast and in Miami, and so when I met him, he was already like five years vegetarian, right? Or was it only three? Like three, four. three years vegetarian, and he was already um, picking up trash on the beach and volunteering with Surf Rider. <laughs> Sweet. That yeah, was... a couple of communities like with um, the Tropics, the bathing suit company in, in Miami, and we were doing cleanups, you know, maybe once a month and things like that. You were shopping sustainably, shopping for groceries sustainably. He had good practices. So it was kind of eye opening for me being from like rural country, Connecticut, not kind it's suburban, but it's still like <laughs> it's still farm country and like the city. It's very different to have any of that any relationship with the ocean, even a relationship with the environment. Like I'm, I'm from an urban suburban area, um, but it didn't, it didn't have as much exposure as someone from Miami clearly ended up having because like it was life changing to see his habits. Um, and I really, I mean, Jackie got it going, but I think you would agree that I took it to the next level. <laughs> you change her. <laughs> That's what I tell my husband. I, I'm going to change him, and I, I have. <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious. 
Um, yeah, he did. Go- I was vegetarian. I mean, I was a pescatarian when we met, but like for like a month. And now, I mean, together we are we're vegan now. Mm-hmm. So it's a big change. Yeah, and I think you guys kind of. Uh, inspire each other and you can grow together and new things so i've seen it exactly i've seen it from when you guys started their account and and it's really lovely to to watch you do that um yeah you guys yeah (laughs) you build each other yeah um you you guys have also traveled many places in the world um and there are two things that i would love for you to share um how um difficult or easy it was to live low waste in places like uh, you went to Oaxaca and uh, Bali uh, and you know what were some battles trying to live low waste yeah um, it was like a year ago when we started traveling a little over a year ago our first stop was Hawaii and we had already committed by that point in our lives to accumulate as little waste as possible. And we were really thinking about um, plastic as that's kind of where a lot of people start is with plastic. Um, So we were committed to that. And in Hawaii, we found it very easy. Uh, You know, we were woofing, so um, workers on organic farms. So we were just eating organic, (laughs) organic farm, fresh food and foraging in the woods. And it was like, life was so easy. And then straight from Hawaii, we went to Bangkok, which was, completely different if you if you've ever been to bangkok or ever seen photos like there is a huge culture of food um and all of it comes in these little plastic like a fish bowl like you get it you would buy a fish at the store yeah where where it's food wrapped in a bag and um a bag of soup it is like a bag of soup and that was not something that we were prepared for yet we hadn't learned that you just have to leave the house ready to go you know you've got your water bottle and you think you're good and um but no <laughs> that um it was really i would say bangkok where we started making sure that we carried like a plate or a bowl um so that we could try food because otherwise i mean if we stuck to being plastic free and left the house unprepared then we would not be able to travel and experience this culture and this culture really revolved around food um so it wasn't it wasn't that the the action was difficult it was that it was that mental component of really knowing that we had to be prepared um so that was really the only shift once we kind of made that commitment it was we recognize the problem okay we need to be prepared if we leave the house and then we commit to it together and then we would make sure every time we left that we we usually each had a tote bag and it had whether it was chopsticks or any utensils that we already had like plastic utensils that we already had or from whatever Airbnb we were staying at, we would grab a fork, a spoon, right. sometimes and not usually. Yeah, and then a cup for coffee, a water bottle, a napkin, like a um, a cloth, um, yeah, a dishcloth. Or a bandana. Or a bandana now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we produced very little waste. Very little. I wouldn't even believe it now, looking back on it, that we were able to do what we did in in Bangkok and in Chiang Mai and in Bali. Yeah, the only major hurdle was um, medications. Medications were unavoidable. They always came wrapped in plastic and we decided to accumulate plastic in those situations. Mm. Okay. They how, was, how was their response from, from these cultures when you would bring these containers? Um, 
it was it was positive it was super positive i mean and so if you look at a culture like like the balinese people they they used to wrap everything in banana leaves so everything is compostable when they would finish their tempeh or whatever they're eating they'll just throw the banana leaves on the floor and it'll decompose and they don't have to worry about it now that everything's wrapped in plastic they kind of have that like cognitive dissonance between what, what's containing their food now so they'll also still throw it on the floor but now it's plastic and, and stays in the environment forever mm-hmm. um, but in terms of wasting resources in, in poorer cultures in poorer places that we visited people were very appreciative that we were not wasting their resources you know right. we don't we don't have to take their bags we don't have to take their their cutlery um because we had all of our own mm-hmm. so it's in America when people say no to us using our containers, it's sanitary reasons um, mm-hmm. because they don't want cross contamination or whatever reason someone makes up on the spot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas I would say internationally, it was even easier. People really understood it, especially in all of these places where you can't drink the water anyway. So they, everyone has their water bottle because they have to bring their own water bottle. Um, so. It's funny that in, in I feel like everyone was very accommodating of of our requests, but not necessarily for the same reasons. There wasn't the same. Yeah. I mean, every now and then you get you know like like an older woman in Mexico would be like, oh my god, you guys are like saving the planet. I'm so happy, you know, proud of you guys or something in, in, in Spanish, in Spanish. Or, like, <laughs> or, in, or in Thai or anything like that. Like you you understand what they were saying. Like yeah, you know, keep on fighting the fight or you're, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of really nice ones. Like, yeah, just like you're saving the earth. Yeah, that is really beautiful. And I, I think it, I, I don't know why this subject comes up um, lately for me, but um, us as tourists and as Americans, we come in with this culture that we need to be served certain things a certain way, uh, preferably in disposables because we can be bothered you know uh, and I think it comes a little bit from like a colonization type of culture and I, you mentioned that in the past they would use banana leaves uh, you know un- un- until plastic came so um, I, I don't know I just wanted to mention that because I've been reading a little bit about it and how that culture um, of colonization is crippling in all, all these various things and affecting cultures overall So I'm glad you guys were able to tap into their culture to to do a nice environmental change. Yeah. Some of the processes were just, they were so thoughtful. Like one of our, I'm going to say our favorite experiences, but definitely my favorite experiences uh, experience was in Chiang Mai. Um, the in Thailand there's a Thai shower a Thai bath the way that you bathe yourself is different and in Chiang Mai our Airbnb host every day would well he asked us in the beginning like what time we usually shower and we're like we are grandparents we're like 9pm we shower at 9pm every night and then we go to sleep um, and he would um, over burning wood he would heat up as much hot water as we would need to bathe and he would soak in it herbs from the medicine man we never really found out more information than that but um they were herbs it was pretty much like we bathed in tea we bathed in tea he would go into the jungle for a couple days and he went while we were while we were staying there he was gone for like three or four days and he told us he's like i'm going to the jungle and i'm gonna go see the medicine man and hike and Mm -hmm. do um just like trailblaze i guess yeah just trek through through the jungle 
Um, and then he would prepare he would prepare traditional herbs for us every night in a shirt. So in a shirt, they would soak like a tea bag, and then we would bring that like really hot water um, into the Thai bath area. And then you had three buckets: the hot water bucket, a cold water, uh, a vase like a that tub. would be like about four feet tall, and then you'd mix a couple scoops of cold water, a couple scoops of hot water, so it was your perfect temperature, and Aww. then you'd dump it you. <laughs> that and like, so sweet. Yeah, we stayed with them for two weeks, I think. So for two weeks, we only did, took showers that way. And you know exactly how much water you're using because you start with it in a bucket. Um, so there's not that that disconnect of when it's just kind of coming out of your faucet and, mm. and you have no concept of how much you're accumulating. Um, you're just like, ah, oh, this is so great. I want to stay in the shower forever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like it made even a shower like a very special experience. Yeah. Like a ceremony for your shower. That's really beautiful. I'm like, I feel super clean after showering. Like, that's the two so clean. I mean, if it's not the herbs, it's just like the, I don't know, just the process of doing it. Like, you kind of get everything clean and mm-hmm. you're more involved in it. Um, but I remember it was, I think, like nine gallons of water that we would use to shower collectively. For now, yeah. I think nine for both of us. For both of us, yeah. Because we would just share one big pot of water. Wow, that's a really beautiful experience. And um, w- part of your experiences, as you mentioned earlier, was uh, wolfing, right? W- mm-hmm. Do you want to explain what wolf wolfing is? That my saying, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I'm pretty sure it's worldwide opportunities on organic farms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is a program similar to there's there's a couple different ones online. Uh, Workaway is another volunteer X is another, um, but there are programs through which you trade your services for room and board. Um, so for us, we were volunteering on an organic farm and from that we got a place to live and food from the farm um, to eat. And it's a way, I mean, in terms of sustainable travel, like sustainable travel on a budget. If you can't afford an eco lodge, um, going to a sustainable country on a sustainable airline, like this was a pretty good way because it's that shared communal um, way of living. So it's just online. You're able to match with farmers in an area that you want to be. And then it's a little interview. We had an interview. We had to give references just with the farm we were going to stay. And she called our references. Um, And then we just showed up in Hawaii and they picked us up at the airport. And for Two, three weeks. A month. A month. We worked in that farm for a month. On that farm? Just wow. Month, on the yeah. first farm, we worked there for a month. Wow. Okay. How many farms did you stay at? Like six hours of farm work a day, I think. Six hours? Like five. Five or six hours of farm work like a day. It was like 25 hours a week. Okay. So it was like, like five hours a week, Monday through Friday. Yeah. You can enjoy your weekend. Yep. That's amazing. So you had to do farm work and then you could enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. so we were banana farmers on the first farm. It was an organic, biodynamic banana farm. Wow, that sounds dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. We ate so many bananas and papayas because papayas grew like weeds in the woods. So we would go in and grab as many papayas as we could carry. Um, and we started eating a lot of papayas. That's amazing. It, was a, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> Chris and I, my husband and I, we, we were talking lately of joining um like one of these things that actually there's farms that take kids that allow kids uh to come with the families so i'm i'm probably gonna ask you a little more later on with details um 
yeah but so overall i uh i really admire your lifestyle not only because uh sustainability has its battles in today's consumerism culture um mm -hmm. but it also i also admire you guys because you're out on the streets at rallies and protests and seeking you know for tangible change um and you guys are standing up for Uh, as your Instagram has it, you're you're standing up and speaking out for environmental justice. And so, what made you get get into environmental justice? I think the extent of our travel. So we did travel for about a year. Half of that was pretty nomadic, and then half of that we settled in Mexico um, for six months. And it was really, I would say, those experiences that really opened our eyes to this greater issue. We were already making changes for ourselves and in our home, but the fact that as the more wealthy and affluent countries kind of enjoyed a life of luxury, like places that we visited were not in the same ballpark of that. Like they were trashed for one reason or another. Um, just even the you know even the air with the way that pollution travels in the world you can't assume that your decisions in one place stay in that one place because mm -hmm. they don't they make it everywhere um so we really enjoyed that year of travel but it became very apparent that we could not continue to do that because of the environmental impact of transportation um and we decided we could have the most impact back in the united states so we stopped traveling we committed to stop traveling we came to america we picked a place that we wanted to live um, which ended up being north carolina pretty much out of nowhere <laughs> um and then we really engaged with this idea of activism so it started with finding local groups to volunteer with which was just it was a great way to meet people we were in a new place uh, we didn't know anyone we only had each other so it was like we'll volunteer with everyone and anyone um, and we'll find friends that way and we did and friends that really aligned with our values um, you know people who have been it's just even good good to have this network that we have now um, as we want to make changes and then From there, that just got even bigger. It's like, okay, well now we're involved. You know, we, we're in, we've got our digital presence, we've got our community presence. So what more can we do? Um, and then we joined a political campaign this year as, with the campaign for president. And I'm not sure what we should talk about with that, but um, Go ahead, we just free. Yeah. <laughs> so we joined. Jackie's <laughs> wearing a shirt. What are you wearing? Is. Yeah, uh, Bernie. Bernie shirt. Yes. It was, a, it was a live your values. You know, mm -hmm. we were making so many changes for ourselves and we were really trying to support the community and making positive changes. And then it was like, well, we need to have regulatory changes and policy changes. So we need to be involved at this political level. So we joined Bernie 2020 uh, presidential campaign. And because he's the greatest chance for our environment yeah really is and we know that action cannot be put off it can't even be put off for years so we need we really wanted to support someone who's going to make change happen quickly um so now we're political organizers <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah it was like zero to 60 and it was just as soon as we started making the vast majority of our decisions from this environmental perspective of You know, we need we need to do more. We need to support others in this process. We need to contribute the the skills we have, the knowledge we have, and the time and energy we have to do as much as we possibly can. So once we like put that in our in our purview, we're really just 
it just took off. Yeah. It's, it's really comforting to see that you're going from a thing that you're doing at home and taking it, you know, exponentially to take, it's like a world, what do you call it, like a, like a domino effect, right? If you start mm -hmm. at the top, it'll hopefully trickle down, so it's changing for everybody. Um, yes, and it's just though it's very holistic because mm -hmm. you know again our decisions don't just affect us at this point. You know they affect they affect waterways, they affect the environment, they affect the people in our community. So we can't treat our decisions like they only affect us. Like we, about you yeah, you really have to have a greater consideration, or you develop one very quickly once you open your eyes to it. Right. I think also because I mentioned it earlier, the the part about colonization, and this is because I've been watching videos about environmental justice as of late, okay. uh, probably because I was just stalking you guys. <laughs> uh, but I, I found a lot of uh, indigenous uh, tribes kind of talking about this, not recently, they've been doing this for decades because they are at the core of Uh, where these habitats live in harmony with them. Mm -hmm. So um, I think battling that part of colonialism of we are separate from nature and we need to take from nature to serve us is, is a, it's at the core of, of these issues sometimes. And um, yeah, so what do you think us as individuals can do to take action? At, at a, besides, you know, the things that you guys promote all day, that's very inspirational. What do you think they can do to make a bigger impact in, in environmental justice or their local government? Mm -hmm. I think I I think the first step for many people is to realize your impact, um, to kind of know know where your food is coming from, um, know what's being used on it, and to know who's picking it, who's growing it, who's responsible for the transportation of it. Just once you kind of think how something got into your hands, you know, whether it's a consumer product and clothing especially, just to really think about the life of that one thing and the life after you, you know, what are you going to do with it at the end? Um, because I think kind of once, once you consider the whole picture, you see all the different opportunities to improve upon each step because maybe, maybe you can't buy all of your food organic for one reason or another, but maybe you can buy it locally. Maybe it's not transported from, from South America. Um, so there are always kind of opportunities within the whole line, the line of consumerism that, that you, can, you can impact. Do you have any different ones? Um, I mean, besides like knowing, knowing the things that you interact with, I think like in, small local changes where they're getting involved in, in, in the community with organizations and volunteering time. Time is a good one or money. Um, a lot of very useful in, in these things. But um but you can even go to your council council meetings, your city council meetings. I went to one last week and like it opened my eyes to all like the small changes that you know they have a conversation and there's like a law put it or like a like a bill passed and, and they're gonna either you know put up new billboards or or more signage for a target or they're going to ban single-use plastics like there's so many decisions that are made that you can be a part of and like it's open to everyone you just have to go and and sort of help put in the footwork for it yeah i think it's 
you sometimes think of government as being separate from from you, from yourself, um, but really, we really should be taking an active role at whatever level we can. The decisions, they really do matter and they impact us quite quickly, yeah. but there's, there are plenty of opportunities. You know, get to, get to know your city council people. Um, they're there for you to get to know and they will be happy to get to know you. Because um, then after that, then you can get to know your senators and it just keeps on going. So, um, but really it's, it is kind of this collective, this collective, governing of our lifestyle that helps other people make changes who are not thinking about making the changes. Mm-hmm. And we went to a, um, it was a Sierra Club meeting. Um, I think it was with it on MLK Junior Day. It was, yeah. it was on MLK Day and it was with JC Woodley, mm-hmm. right? And he, he's an environmental activist. He used to work in the EPA um, and he's, he's black. So he, you know, he has a concern over over the black communities in North Carolina where he grew up and, and the forests in particular. Mm-hmm. And his advice to us, um, we got to chat with him for a few minutes after his presentation, was just like, don't stop. They're gonna get they're gonna get tired of seeing you and and if they if if you stop showing up and if they stop seeing you they'll forget about you. But if you keep showing up, you keep bothering them, you keep pushing for change, like you're going to bring change. Because they're gonna get annoyed. You know, than like you know the governments or you know whoever is maybe standing in corporations, corporations, yeah. anything that's sort of in your way or in our way from positive change. It kind of keeps going, right? It doesn't stop. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. I recently was able to be part of one of those uh, meetings, the ordinance meetings, and I got a chance to talk. And I didn't know how easy it was for you to show up and do public comment, you know, public, uh, yeah, the public comment. And I was, it's very intimidating when you talk about go to the meeting and talk, but when you're there, it's just like any other meeting and you can have your say and that's it. You don't have to jump hoops or anything like that. So thanks for saying that. It's a really big, um, it's important thing that us as citizens are allowed and should be allowed to to do. Yeah, yeah, even, I mean, even voting, of course, is a great thing to do. And then you're feeling like, no, politics is really, it's not for me. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to jump into those arguments because sometimes it starts arguments. Mm -hmm. Even um, working with your, with local companies, um, local retailers, anyone who owns a local business, some people just don't think of the things that they could be doing. Um, You know, like there are soap companies here that wrap their soap in cellophane or there's a local taco place that serves their salsa in little plastic um, ramekins. So even emails and conversations, it really can make a difference. Um, Just knowing kind of the tone and the tone you want to go in with and being being helpful having solutions um, as opposed to just complaining <laughs> I think complaining does it sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I mean we as yeah. consumers have the power you know for what we want to be produced because if there's no demand then there's no business mm-hmm. you were gonna say Jackie no, I, I think <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> um, well, I really appreciate this conversation with you guys. I'm sure there's like uh, endless topics I think that we can dive into. I <laughs> I wanted to end with some recommendations for people that maybe are not into zero waste, but they want to create some low waste change in their in their home. 
and what can you recommend uh, for two things uh, short for the short run so that they can do today and for the long run I would say in kind of like the short-term instant gratification are things like when you run out of laundry detergent you can get uh, like a powdered laundry detergent it's even better if it's biodegradable something that doesn't uh, doesn't come wrapped in plastic on something that doesn't have kind of the unnecessary extra chemicals even dryer sheets you can as soon as you run out you replace them with the wool dryer balls you know you put a little essential oil if you need stuff to smell good but otherwise it dries your clothes faster mm -hmm. um, it's better for the environment you're not producing any waste and that goes for a lot of different household products, depending on how DIY you want to get. If you want a good craft project, throw a bidet on your toilet. That's a good time. Bidet on your toilet. Get rid of toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper is made of trees. If you're not ready for a bidet, you've got other options, like either um, toilet paper made from post-consumer recycled material or toilet paper made from bamboo, which is more sustainable. However, think about that transportation. Bamboo is not grown in the United States, so mm -hmm. um, really depends on where you live. And then we just watched something last night. We watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of different shows that, that really align with our vision. And um, we watched something last night that was really talking about fast fashion and um, how much water goes into the production of new clothing. So even thinking about shopping secondhand when you do need new clothing, and holding on to your clothing more than a season. Yeah, I think it was like, hold on to it nine months longer mm -hmm. your carbon footprint is like... 30% lower per garment. Yeah, it was... And that's significant. Wow. Um, I would... I would um, Go ahead. Well, first, that was from Hassan Minaj's Patriot Act on Netflix, so I'll just give him a plug up. He's <laughs> uh, totally worth checking out and watching. Yeah. Uh, and then while I'm in the realm of shamelessly plugging, our website's coming up this week, and it's called lowwastelife.com, where yeah. we're going to have... I was just you know, going to ask you to wrap up with that, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Um, yeah, we're going to be, I mean, we'll be sharing all of this type of information, um, how you can make changes in your life, how we make changes in our life, um, you know, how to get involved and on where every the scale. What, yeah, we, the resources are. We have done a lot of research, really, to get us to this point, and we've been lucky to have time and our partnership to kind of allow for us to change at the exponential rate that we've made changes. Um, so um, we're really doing good at collating all the resources into kind of easily accessible low waste 101 here's how you can get from point a to point b um for everyone so we're really excited about that because it's it's we're we used to have a lot of different interests and we really honed in on environmentalism and what people can do to have an individual impact yeah it's kind of like our masterpiece <laughs> it's our life's work our life's work here it That's comes amazing. So once again, your website is going to be lowwastelife.com. And we, right now we can sign up to get notified when the website's going to be up in life. Yeah, today. <laughs> Whenever this comes out. Ooh, I get a preview. Okay. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, thank you so much for this information. For sure, I'm going to be sharing all these links to um, how to get to you to your website and your Instagram, which is Jackie with Marta. And that's J-A-C-K-I-E with M-A-R-T-A. Uh, thank you guys so much for your time. 
and for having this conversation. I hope we can continue to have this conversation and can't wait to see the website. Congratulations. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. to this podcast on most major podcast platforms like apple podcasts spotify or at anchor.fm follow me at minima.lina that's l-i-n-a on instagram for some updates and if you have any questions please send me a recorded message so that i can feature you in the next episode and i'll research or have someone in the field answer it for you thanks for listening